Hello and welcome warriors to another episode of the Warrior Within the Woman podcast. I am your host, Pastor Lauren Daniel, and I want to welcome you. I hope you are having an incredible week so far. Whenever you're listening to this, whether day, noon, or night, I want to welcome you, whether you're a new listener or you've been with me from the beginning. I'm so happy you've chosen to tune in today. Um, We have some exciting news, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I am so excited. There is a momentous occasion happening here in Raceland, Kentucky at my church at First Assembly of God here uh, this week. And we are all mutually excited and nervous and ready and so um, ready to celebrate this time in God. I don't know if you know, but uh, our church, First Assembly of God, will be celebrating our 100-year anniversary this weekend and we are so excited. Even though I've not been with Raceland um, First Assembly for a long time, um, as you all know my ministry experience and just where God has brought my family and we've been all, all, all over the place but uh, the last five years we have called First Assembly of God our home and just to be able to have the opportunity to be on staff there and to help the, our church family has been so uh, such an honor and this week I'm just so excited to be able to be here and to celebrate this once in a lifetime occasion with my church family my sisters and brothers in Christ even though I've not been here the whole hundred years <laughs> I've been able to see the fruit of the labor of the pastors that have gone before and just the promises of God over the church. And I'm just so excited. And um, I was excited just to share it with you. That may mean nothing to you. You might get excited with me, but I wanted to share this because it truly means a lot to me. And it was the source of where we're going to go in scripture today and what we're going to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump right into what we're going to discuss today. Today we're going to talk about faith. And I want to specifically talk about a faith that passes through generations. There is a significance to 100, uh, especially 100 years. And as I was just thinking about the goodness of God this week, and as we're preparing to celebrate with uh, members of our church or former pastors of our church, and just so many people are traveling in to share in this wonderful occasion, I was just thinking one day about the significance of 100 years And God brought to my attention the age that Abraham was when Isaac was born. Now, if you don't know the story, I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis. Abraham and Sarah were promised a child. They were not only promised a child, but they were promised a lineage as vast as the stars in the sky. And that was a promise directly from God that he was going to give them what their heart desired. And he was going to not only give them what they wanted or what they desired or what they longed for, but he was also going to increase it and give them more than enough and give them a lineage that is going to go back for generation after generation after generation. And we can see that. We can actually see our own lineages as we look through our history and where we all came from. Sure, we can track it back to Abraham and Sarah. And it's amazing how we could do that and just see the promise of God fulfilled 
as we are a testament of that promise to God, or promise to Abraham, which is fascinating to me. <laughs> That's fascinating. You can look in the mirror today. Look in the mirror. Look at your hair, your eyes, your skin, your nose, your legs, your arms, your body. And instead of looking at yourself and claiming the insecurities that you that we all have and looking at the things that you would want to change, look at yourself and say to yourself, I am evidence of the promise of God being fulfilled over Abraham and Sarah. That's incredible, uh, incredible to me. And uh, it just hypes me up. I love it. I, it gets you real fired up for God. And, um, but they were promised children. They were promised a lineage and, and Isaac, their child, Isaac was the promised child. But as Abraham and Sarah got older and the promise just didn't come yet. It was not in their foreseeable future. It looked like it would be impossible because they were older in age and many around them had already had children. They had already started their families. They had already began and and received the promises over their lives. And maybe you can relate. Uh, Maybe not, not specifically toward wanting children, but maybe you can relate to the fact that You've been waiting for a long time for a promise or a dream to come to pass and you don't know how it's going to happen. You're worried or even nervous of what steps you need to take to see that dream come to pass. But I'm here to tell you that God is has not forgotten about what he's told you and he is moving pieces around for you. He is moving things around specifically for you to see the promise he told you that would come to pass. So Abraham and Sarah are older in age and Sarah right now is 65. And if you look at Genesis chapter 16, this is where we see the doubt and the struggle that Sarah and Abraham went through. And Sarah being a woman who I'm sure many of us can relate to this strong feeling of needing to be a mother or maybe the world's perception of that I have to be a mom, I have to have children, and then being stricken with this infertility and not being able to have children of her own. Sarah is, she's she's stressed out. She's worried. She's truly defeated, even though God promised this and even though God told them that this was going to happen. She has not seen it come to pass. And in Genesis 16, we see Sarah start to move pieces herself. In Genesis 16, verse 1, it says, Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. So go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. So let's stop there for a moment. I think the scripture is so intriguing. Uh, Not only Sarah's decision 
and um, her own way of trying to move the pieces around to create this promise, even though God was already on the move. He was already dealing with when he wanted her to conceive, when the lineage would begin. But because of Sarah's impatience, because of her doubt and struggle with the fact that how is God going to do something impossible, totally impossible in my life. I've She lived 65 years without conceiving a child. 65 years. That's insane to me. She was 65 years old when she began and she had decided and told Abram her plan. I used to have a huge problem with Abram agreeing to this, okay? I was like, how dare he do that to her? But at the same time, I believe they're both in the wrong here, right? They're both in the wrong because of the doubt and the struggle Sarah was going through. I can only imagine what Abram was feeling like he had been, God had spoken to him. God had spoken to him and told him the promise and how hard it would be to struggle with the word God's given you for years and years and years and not seeing anything come to pass. And as I was reading this, it really struck a chord with me. The Holy Spirit truly convicted me because how many times do we do this on a regular basis, on a daily basis? We try to move pieces around. We try to bring about the promise of God, how we want it to look like, how we want it to be, instead of continually seeking God to get clarity and to make sure that what we're hearing is correct and to make sure that we're on the right page with him because when he promises something, it will come to pass, but do not put your own spin, do not paint your own picture of how your life should go because at the end of the day, you're going to paint something without the perfection of the artist that is God. Sometimes we need to let go of the paintbrush warriors. We need to put down the pen. Stop writing the story of your life in the way that you want it to go and then getting disappointed when things don't happen on your timeline. And and I'm speaking from a place that I've been there and continually have to be reminded by the Holy Spirit to step out of that place because it is easy, especially as women who want to succeed. We want to succeed in our career. We want to succeed as mothers. We want to succeed as wives. We want to have our own identity, but at the same time, we want to follow God. It is very hard. It is difficult if we're not talking to God on a regular basis and we're not reminded of the promises that are over our lives. It's very difficult to have a balance and to and to truly understand what the promise is and when it will come to pass but when we let doubt and insecurity cloud our judgment we are so quick to grab that paintbrush and start making and fixing all of the pieces that we think God messed up and trying to fix the to trying to fix the picture of our life to how we want it to be when truly if you would just let God finish the picture. Let God finish writing your story before. See, Sarah thought, and, and I'm sure, even though in the Bible it doesn't say, I can infer that Sarah probably doubted God and thought that he had made a mistake. That she was older and that so many women around her were able to have a baby and have a promised child and yet she had none. 
And so out of that, she gave her servant Hagar to Abram. Abram agreed to this and Hagar conceived and it caused animosity between Sarah and Hagar. And I mean, I can't imagine. Of course it would. But at the same time, this was not meant by God. There are things that we do in our lives that are not the perfect will of God. If you have the mentality that, well, if everything works out, it was God, mm, that's not always correct. <laughs> that's not always true. If you let God take over, it will work out, absolutely. But when you're moving things around and taking responsibility, you're taking everything on your hands and you're moving things around and you're making the decisions, at some point in the road, if you keep knocking on the same door that's been locked and shut and God does not want you to go through because it is not going to be good for you overall and it's not going to help you and it's not going to bring about the promise over your life, but you keep knocking on the door and slamming on the door and trying to open it when God has clearly said no, there is going to be a time where he's going to let you open it. Because, see, God is not a controlling God. He's not manipulative. He loves you, so therefore you have free choice. You have free choice to make decisions. And sometimes we need to realize that when we decide something and we bring it up, we need to take responsibility. That's one thing that really struck out to me in this scripture that we read is that Sarah, as soon as Hagar conceived, she was angry. Hagar had animosity towards her. They were both just upset. And Sarah and Sarah blamed Abram. And I mean, they both have a part in this. But Sarah is the one who started it, who tried to move the pieces. She thought, I will be able to please my husband if I bear a child and I can't. So let me give him someone who can. When really God was planning on using Sarah all along. Stop trying to put off your destiny on someone else just because you're scared of it. Just because you're afraid that it won't happen or just because we're afraid to speak it out loud because what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't happen the way I want it to or what I see it as? But that's okay because whenever it's God's plan and we're okay to let God do what he wants to do, it's easy because we don't need to worry about telling people. We don't need to worry about what it's going to look like or how it's going to sound. Because at the same time, when you trust God, when you trust God with your life, it's going to come out to be more than what you could imagine. More than what you could ever think. We must not let our insecurities and our stress of what if truly change what God is wanting to do in our lives. I think about our 100-year anniversary and what if the pastors and the congregation members that began our church in Kentucky, what if they gave in to that fear of what will it look like? What will it sound like? What will, it, will we have members? Will we have enough people to make a church? If they were to think about the what ifs always over and over and over, maybe we wouldn't even be here. Maybe I wouldn't be here right now. See, when we give God authority and let him do what he needs to do in our lives, we don't have to worry about what it's going to look like or sound like or if people are even going to attend because when God's in it, it will be successful. When God is in the forefront, when you're not moving the pieces around yourself, but you're letting God have free reign 
over the situation and over the promise, it will come to pass. Faith does not make us immune to the hardships of life. There are moments when jobs are lost, hearts are broken, or loved ones are taken before their time. There are other times when we are left waiting and waiting and waiting for our dreams to come to fruition. The dream for a child or a spouse or for a relationship to be restored. For a loved one to overcome an illness or addiction. For a break in our career. Our hearts are left aching with longing for what we don't yet have. And sometimes we ache for so long that our hope dwindles and we may even stop dreaming so it doesn't hurt so bad anymore. But see, God cares about your dreams, warrior. He gave those dreams to you. Those are from the hand of God. Those were miraculously unfolded. Those are going to be miraculously unfolded. Those dreams that you put on the back burner and don't talk about anymore. Maybe you've told somebody about them and you kind of regret it because you're wondering if it's even going to come to pass. If you're looking and focused on God, the dreams that he gives you are going to come to pass. He cares about your dreams. In fact, in fact, he places God dreams in each of our hearts. But if I desire the dream more than God, the giver of dreams, I make my dream an idol. When we fixate on things that we think will make us successful, when we fixate on as long as I get to here, I'll be successful. As long as I see this many people in the congregation, I know we'll be successful. As long as I see people at the altar, it will be successful. When we begin to put these irrational parameters around God and put him in a box, we are making our dreams and our will an idol above what God's will is and what the dream that God has placed in your heart. And I've come to realize that God wanted me to find my worth in him, not in the recognition and attention I could receive as whatever title I was longing for or whatever business I wanted to make or not realizing that God was wanting to use seasons of my life to bring about financial help and and to gain wisdom from, but it was not a part of the full story. It was not a part of me, and it was not supposed to be a part of me permanently. He wanted me to understand that he wanted to use the pain from my past to bring hope and freedom to others, but we need to be careful. Be careful of what decisions you're making for your life and for your family before you know if it's God's will or not. Today, God's asking you to make a decision. Are you going to follow the dream that he's given you and the promise he's given you and let him take control or are you too much of a control freak to let it go? I know how I am. I know my flesh and it is so easy to try to hold on tight, hold on for dear life and not let anyone have anything to do with what I want my life to look like. And there's nothing wrong with dreaming, but make sure that it's a dream that God's placed inside of you. Don't let it be something that you've conjured up, that you've dreamt up, but let God's promise radiate through you and through your speech and through your mind and through everything you do. Let it revolve around the promise that is to come. Don't make decisions based on your feelings or emotions or your desire because it's just not happened yet. 
God cares about us. And he cares about our dreams. He cares enough that he is willing to redirect us away from what we think we want. So that he can lead us into what he has for us. There is a God-sized dream for your life. It might be something you already are walking towards. Or it could be something completely unexpected. I believe that as you hold your plans and dreams with open hands and trust him with the process, he will lead you into the fullness of what he has in store for you, warrior. This, this week, we're celebrating 100 years, and Abraham was 100 years old when his promised child came about. Did Sarah and Abram mess up when she gave him Hagar out of fear that she would not Give him the promise that the promise would not be fulfilled. Yeah, they messed up, but it did not disqualify them from the promise. It may have prolonged the promise. Who knows? We don't know what God's plan was or how old Sarah was going to be when she had Isaac, but we do know Isaac was born. No matter if you have led in fear lately or you have totally let go of your dreams because you're so afraid it will never happen and you just don't have the energy to dream anymore. I want to challenge you today, warrior. Pick it up again. Dream again. Look at what your life is now and what you want it to be and what you feel God wants it to be. Pray, ask him, speak to him. See what his perspective is and trust him. Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born, and I can't help but think at a hundred year anniversary of our church that something new is going to be birthed. That the promise, along with many other promises that have already come to pass, but a promise that God has ordained to come to pass is going to be birthed. And I believe that for you too, warrior. Maybe you're not a hundred yet, but there's something about this week. There's something in my spirit that just keeps stirring that there's something new. There is a promise going to be birthed in your life if you will just trust and lean in to those God-sized dreams that you've been given from heaven above. Don't give up on what God's promised you. You are capable you are able, because of God, you are able to see this through. You are able to see this dream built up in real life, in reality. You are about to see the promise of God over your family and over your marriage and all the things you've longed for. But trust God's timing. Trust his timing. And do not let your past mistakes or even your doubt or discouragement or even your throwing away of your dream, don't let that discourage you. Even though Sarah and Abram led in fear in that one moment and Abraham had Ishmael, God still gave him his promised child, Isaac. The promise still came about. So trust God, warriors. He's going to come through for you. God bless you. I pray that this message has truly met you where you are, warriors. I love you all. I pray that you have a fantastic week this week. 
And I pray that God is just moves throughout our churches around this nation, around this world, that you feel him closer than ever before. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Love you, friends.